Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? Before we jump into today's podcast, got a couple of house cleaning announcements and fun, exciting announcements. Um, so this podcast, as always, is brought to you by the Life of a Fighter shop. Go to lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop. You can also click the link below. Also, this podcast is brought to you by Kudos Fit. Again, you've been hearing me talk about Kudos over the last month or two. Kudos is a new uh, program partnership that we have to basically deliver our Life of a Fighter programs at just a better rate. We get custom programming with training, custom nutrition. You can sign up and we can work with you digitally pretty much anywhere in the world. Click on the link below and we'll get you rocking today. All my spots are booked for June, unfortunately. So if you want to work with me, you can um, sign up today, but you won't get started with me probably until July. If you want to get started right away, we can get you assigned with another coach. But figured I'd at least just kind of get that in there because I'm really excited about this partnership. So take advantage of it. You get $25 off your first month when you use the link below. And yeah, without further ado, we're going to jump right on to today's podcast. Today, we're joined by um, fighter and coach at Rogue Combat Club, Phil Kratz. Phil recently just fought on the Fight For It card. It was two weeks ago or three weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So yeah, Phil, thanks for taking the time, man. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's my pleasure. So one thing that we were talking about, um, not just talking about on the ride out to the fights, but even afterwards, is like, you got an awesome story. And when I say awesome, I don't mean all the events necessarily are awesome, but how you've kind of chose to deal with them and then chose to live your life and, and the lifestyle that comes after that's been pretty fucking awesome and I think inspiring. So I wanted to not only take the time just to talk about the coaches here at the gym and get everyone on the podcast about their story, but talk to a little bit about the motivation behind why you fight and kind of what brought you there. So first, let's, I mean... You want to just jump right into it? Like, start from jump and bam, um, now let's jump into it. <laughs> yeah, so just a rough summary. Um, well, when I was about 16 is when um, my football career ended. So that's when I stopped playing football. I tore my ACL, tore my meniscus, blew my knee out. So I had to take some time to recover from that. So that's when my football athletic career ended. Where were you living at this time? This time I was in Orlando, Florida still. Is that where you were originally from? Yeah, that's where I'm born, from, Orlando, okay. Florida. Yep. So that's where, um, so that's where like my athletic career, my first athletic career ended. So I was about 16, and uh, I was pretty down then, just because I couldn't, uh, couldn't play football anymore. Um, but then um, after that, um, that's probably where like some like some of the crazy stuff started to happen in my life. Well, the first thing was uh, my uh, grandparents; they uh, died because of a murder suicide. So that was like the first start of like some tragedy happening in my life was that. Damn, I didn't even know about that, dude. Yeah. That's like a whole nother layer to unpack. Yeah, exactly. Fuck? So yeah, like that was the first thing I dealt with. And then like I had to deal with my parents dealing with this as my, as my father's parents. 
and it had a big toll on our family, my mom including too, and it just yeah. a big emotional impact on everybody. Yeah. And then um, dealing with all that stuff, uh, my mom she had a seizure, so she had so then she ended up having some brain problems and some mental health issues, and then from there, uh, just more just more stuff like that going on. Um, I ended up uh, almost losing three fingers. With in a knife accident, like I was telling you earlier, um, yeah, I stabbed a chair when I was angry. Me and my mother were fighting, and I, I just got mad, so I stabbed a chair with a knife, almost lost three of my fingers, and so then that like sent me down another like little spiral down there. I had to go through another physical therapy and get my hand recovered. Luckily, still have all my fingers and stuff. So then, um, now I'm to good use. Yeah, exactly. Right. So now I'm uh, so here now I'm probably about uh, I'm still 16 then. And then we moved to um, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So my parents move. I finish my junior year in Florida, and then I come up for my senior year. And let's talk about why you moved, too, because that's like... Right, yeah. So, yeah, we were in, like, a terrible neighborhood in Florida. So we lived in, like, like pretty much just like a drug den, pretty much. So the neighbors were crack dealers. It was just a terrible neighborhood. And the one event that really led us to moving to North Carolina was um, our neighbors got drove by and shot up. And bullets went whizzing past our house and, like, hit our house and stuff. And that was like a real like awakener, and we're like, all right, it's time to get out of here and yeah, change. On. Yep, exactly, change pace. And we uh, we had some friends that lived in North Carolina, and we we've been here before. We visited, so we're like, this is a place to come for sure. Asheville is pretty awesome. So it is. All right, you moved to Asheville, and that's when you're 16, right? Or yeah, now, now you're about I'm to go 17. Yeah, so you're now 17, I'm 17. About to go into your senior year. Exactly. So I'm about to start my senior year, and then this is when I have some more stuff going on. So. Uh, so I'm five days out from my senior year of high school, about to start my senior year. I'm already going to a new school where I don't know anybody. I'm having to start all over. And then five days before I start my senior year, um, we wake up one morning and me and my sister, we found uh, our mother dead and from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. So that's, we found her and so then that started another spiral of things and you know, losing my mother from suicide and then already losing my grandparents from a murder-suicide. And then that just like just kind of spiraled down. I started like smoking a lot of weed to help, which is kind of like just kind of like everything yeah, associated just, with it. Right? Exactly, like trauma. Yeah, exactly, and like just, and then I stopped working out. I I just got pretty lazy, you know, and really just kind of just fell into a spiral of like you know self pity, self you know just not being happy, you know, with what self destructive probably. Exactly, right? yeah. Like, I was really just searching for like what was going on in my life and trying to find like answers to questions I'd never get, you know. So it was, it was pretty hard for a while, and that that took a toll on me, I think, for sure. And then, uh, so, there's there's a lot to just unpack in and of itself from that alone. But, right. I, like, we're not just going to stay there. So I think one of the things I asked you, because, like, this kind of came up before your fight, too. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to spend too much time on it before your fight, because I don't want to get you in a, like, cloudy state of mind. Not cloudy, per se, but focusing on certain things that may be... Um, a distraction from the task at hand. Right, but I thought this was a good opportunity to unpack some of that. And one thing I remember asking you was just like, dude, how did you deal with that? Like, cause, cause you could have gone a lot of different routes, right? Like right. we've all dealt with some traumas in our life, but that's some of the most traumatic things that you're going to face as a child, as an adolescent, as an adult even. Right. So the ability to say, okay, yeah, you go down spirals, but then to come out of that too. Talk a little bit about what that was like, especially going into your senior year. You just moved. There's stress associated with that in and of itself. Exactly. Like moving's a stressful thing. And then I remember you kind of had an experience and, you know, we don't have to go too much into details of what that experience is um, with supplements or whatever you want to call it. Um, right. But being able to utilize that to look into your mindset and dive into yourself. Right. Yeah, like I've uh... – 
that's the thing I was experimenting for a while just because I was so I was just looking for answers to like questions where like I wasn't gonna I didn't have anyone to ask the answers to so I was looking for things from sources that I couldn't find it from so I experimented with drugs and stuff and it really just opened my mind to realizing that like this happens like bad things happen to you and they happen to everybody like you're not I'm not the only one this has happened to there's people who've had way worse stuff than just that and that's how I kind of look at it and it reminded me just to to be grateful for what you do have the people that are around you the things that are going right in your life you know instead of yeah. dwelling on the bad things you know dude but like so and the fact that you could just say that, that's fucking mind blowing to me in and of itself because that's such a, a kind of responsible and mature thing to to think and have was that like right away or did that take time to kind of like figure out too you know it's, what i mean cuz at 17 to be able to have that happen but also to have that mindset was it within that senior year you were still being able to figure that out or did it take more time than that? It took – like that whole senior year was a, a, a figuring out process, a learning about myself. Yeah. Like I was pretty much – have a whole new life pretty much. My whole life was completely like, thrown upside down. So it was like a whole new life to me pretty much. And then, yeah, it took some time. Like and there was a long time like for probably about a year, year and a half, you know, where I was just angry at the world. Like mad at everyone. I had no sympathy or empathy for anyone. You'd tell me your story. I'd be like – I've seen worse, bro. Like, I don't yeah. want to hear it. Like, you need to, like, pick your shit up and get on going. And then I just realized that I was just being, like, a just a negative asshole all the time, you know? Like, just being this downer to everybody. Like, people I love, even, like, anyone, you know? So I realized I could use, I could channel that energy and be a negative person. Like, I've seen so many people do. I've, like, even yeah. people in my own family, you know, we've dealt with the same thing, have, like, done different things and, you know, going down to their own paths. And I realized I could either go down a path where I'm just spiraling down and being a negative person yeah. Or I could use my experiences to help other people. And that's what I've realized what I really want to do. Fuck yeah, Phil. I've got a high five just for yeah. that. So <laughs> with that kind of saying, again, to be able to help people, that springboards me into like what we're currently doing. And by we, I mean you, but like even this conversation that we're having. And also, how did you find martial arts? How did you find fighting? The gym, Johnny, all those influences. And kind of talk to me about the transition from that senior year into now. And I, I believe it was when you were 19, did you find? 20. 20. 20 yes. So from, from 17 to 20, talk about that transition. And when you hit 20, find the gym and all that stuff that built up to that. Right, yeah. So um, there's yeah, a long time where I'm just pretty much doing nothing. Kind of, I, wor- I started working at Target, just, you know, working, doing the thing after high school. And, uh, unsatisfied I was super unconfident you know my confidence was like down I was just having trouble like finding myself really so then uh, I had a friend of mine Nate he used to train here at Rogue Combat Club and uh, he introduced me to Johnny Buck introduced me to the gym yeah Johnny yeah and I was like I the first I've always loved uh, martial arts I've always watched boxing MMA and I've always like I've always had like an attraction to it and then uh, he showed me the gym and I saw this was finally my opportunity to do it and you know I just I jumped all in and I was like this is this is my chance. So when I was 20, uh, I, it's actually uh, two years yesterday was my first day training. So two years ago, I started training at Rogue Combat and uh, just just the difference it made in my attitude, my like my confidence, everything. Like I just felt like a different person. Then the community at the gym would help me. I felt like I had more friends, more of a family, you know, that, that, I, could, that I could understand, you know, they've all been through their things, you know, so I could I could relate to them and that helped a lot. Yeah, and I think that like even when we have our own business meetings, like I won't dive into too much about what we talk about, but like one thing that I thought was really powerful that Giant talks about is like the environment that we create and the community and the family atmosphere. And like I think of it as an extension of my family. Like that truly right. is how I look at it. And the people that come in here in the community and how we support each other. 
And what I think is kind of crazy though about your transition and the timeline, just from martial arts, take the rest of your story out the window for a second. Mm -hmm. Just looking at starting at 20 to now two years later, you fought five times? Five times, five full contact. (laughs) Not only fought five times, also done Muay Thai tournaments and point tournaments Mm -hmm. and and multiple fucking hundreds of rounds of sparring. Grappling tournaments, yeah. (laughs) Grappling. And within, what, six months? Like, how early after training did you say you had your first competition in fights? Six months. Six months? I trained for six months and had my first full contact fight. Dude, that's so crazy. It's crazy. I remember, like, going into the fight and just thinking, like, wow, like, Six months ago, I'd never even stepped foot on a mat before, and now I'm in like a boxing ring with an opponent in front of me, and it, it's crazy just to think on six months how much your life could change. Dude, yeah, and then the benefit, I guess, from being an athlete prior to that, so I think mm-hmm. maybe that carries over, but like it shows like – the reason I think your story is so powerful too is because look at where you started and how you could have made other decisions along the way to let it kind of – bring you down and then not only that like there it wasn't like easy when you started and even it's not like you just had success right off the bat exactly right right. there was some adversity Mm -hmm, yeah and even still like there's there's every day we have adversity in the gym that's what's kind of awesome about it right yeah so how is it coming off like six months training and not just going on an undefeated streak which could maybe make it easier to want to do this like talk about a little bit your first fight and and honestly it was I didn't even I wasn't there for it, but just looking at it and that's when you fought Josh, right? Yep, that's my first So good Josh. opponent. But right. I think even looking back, like if we tweak a couple things, that fight goes differently. Yeah, like right. Definitely. He's a tough opponent, but yeah, I felt like, you know, just like a few things, like my cardio wasn't there, the adrenaline dump, you know, and all of those factors. But yeah, and like you said, I think it's really important too that I started off 0 and two. I lost my first two fights, lost them both by decision. And it just put, it lit this fire inside of me. And I was like, this is not who I am. Like, I'm not a loser. I know I can do better than this. And I just stepped up my training. I stepped up my, my cardio. I stepped everything up. I was like, I need to put 100% into it. And the results paid off my third fight. I got a 38-second knockout. How good does that feel, by the way? Like, after, like, <laughs> adversity and then getting a knockout and, like, being able to come back from that. Like, because, like, I, I can understand the feeling to a certain extent. Not even from the adversity prior, but, like, I understand what it's like to lose and then come back and win. To also win, to win by knockout. Like, talk to me about yeah, that, how valid it is. There's a video of it, and you could hear, the like, the tribal scream I make after I win. Like, there's years of just trouble and, like, torment and just all of that. Just I'm letting it out. And if there's no feeling like it in the world. Winning that fight was – and then it's just, like, it's addicting. And then you, once you've got that feeling, it's a high like no other. And I just want to keep recreating it. And every time you go out there, it's just – it's another amazing experience, and yeah, that, that that one I'll never forget for sure. There's a picture of it where, yeah, I'm just like, I'm smiling ear to That's ear. That's the best picture. <laughs> yeah, Johnny always says it's his picture. favorite picture, and yeah, it's, it's my favorite picture too. Just that feeling afterwards of just like the weight off your shoulders was, it was crazy. Never forget it. And then after that, continuously training and fighting, taking more fights, and then still like, that was, so this is where I kind of started to come into the picture of right. the next fight after that was in town in Asheville yep. and th- I forgot what the promotion name was actually um, Warrior Warrior yeah okay, Warrior so 140 Warrior, yeah so Warrior 140 puts on a card and it's 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 kind of a shit show behind the scenes which most of the time fighting promotions are kind of a shit show like yep. things don't start on time there's always blood work and weighing issues and like physical issues and things that come up opponent changes yep. all that stuff and and life outside of the gym and right. all that stuff that comes up but then also last minute 
not that we have an opponent change, but there's a rule change. And, like, not just a rule change. Like, all right, we're, we're going to change it up. But, like, hey, technically we can't fight Muay Thai in the cage because of sanctioning bodies. Yep. So we're making it an MMA fight. We're going to have a gentleman's agreement that it's going to be a Muay Thai fight with small gloves on. And we didn't train for small gloves. We trained for the rule set of Muay Thai headgear, shin guards. Yep. And that changes how we defend certain things. So, like, A, the gameness from you. Because I was really on the fence. I was about to pull you from the fight. Right. But you made it very clear. And even Boo Boo was on that card. And he had the same thing and that went a whole different route too right um, we had our own things we'll address with with tyler a whole nother conversation another podcast but just the game is there was not like a doubt like hey man i'm not doing this it was just like a lot of curveballs thrown in there and you just stepped up and handled it and dude you were winning that fight and then just little things happen and you had a fucking gr- that opponent was a solid opponent oh, yeah. Trains- yeah he's like on a three fight ko streak now he's, yeah he's, he's legit yeah so and to be able to say like all right come back again lose that fight from a TKO, so we have these different experiences, mm-hmm. and that's where, like, also, I, like, I took it a little bit more personal, too, because, like, it's my responsibility as a coach to prepare you, which I felt like, shit, I let you down, man, I didn't put you in a position to succeed, because we didn't see that coming, right, but after that, you didn't just say, all right, man, I'm fucking done, like, I don't want to do this, like, and also, you're a coach here at the gym, too, so that's a whole nother conversation I want to have about the, the experience and opportunity of being a coach, um, by the way, guys, if you want to train with Phil, you should hit him up because hey, yes. he's, he's always looking for clients, I'm assuming, right? You have yep. some time in the schedule for yes, clients. So hit me up if you're looking for some personal. How can they get a hold of you? Also, click below, by the way. We have this contact yeah. info, but we'll plug it You can hit me quick. up on uh, Instagram or Facebook, king.philipkretz. Let me know. Yeah, Phil. So anyway, so boom, off that adversity, come back, and instead of just like crumbling under the pressure, you just come back and fucking crush it. Like I, I gave you more homework to do on your side of it. You came up, you showed up, you did the work, you did extra sprints, you did the extra strength training, you did all the extra shit that we possibly could. You pretty much put it all on the line for this last fight. I really And did. just a dominant performance. Like there was like, you listened, you were getting the cues, um, and just really put on a, a fucking show. And then the awesome thing, what I got excited about, and we'll, we'll have to find the interview from Fight For It promotion um, that you did. We did two interviews, but the one right. I at least heard and saw was like talking a little bit more about your story mm-hmm. and then the game plan and the goals. And it was awesome to hear you, like without even a thought after, it's like, all right, what's the plan? That's like nationals in August. So August right. 3rd, or no, I'm sorry, that's Lena's birthday. Um, <laughs> August 14th. 13th birthday, Lena. <laughs> yeah. Two weeks later, after yep. that, we're going to Delaware. Yes, we are. You're going to win nationals. I'm going to. And then we get a bid to Thailand, and then we'll see who the coaching's going to be. I believe it'll probably still be Coach Chris Klodfelter at 8 Points Muay Thai. I forgot who the second coach was, um, but I'm really excited for you because I see you already, in my mind, winning it. That's the visualization. I know you're yep. visualizing, visualizing that. We have a busy schedule for you over the summer for June, July, and August competing as long as no one backs out and yep. trying to find an opponent for June, I believe. Still, I got to contact um, that promotion, Lightning Strikes, and then July, another one on Fight For It, and then staying healthy into Nationals in August, and then bam, man, just knocking it out and just right. progressively growing. So I want to dial it back, talking about the transition of when you first came into Rogue to then becoming a coach and what that's kind of been like in your life and that opportunity in and of itself. Right, yeah, that's a great opportunity. Johnny, after uh, my first win, Johnny gave me the opportunity to start coaching. We, uh, we needed some more spots with the Muay Thai program, so I picked up some classes, and it's been amazing. Like, just the transition from like just being a, an athlete and just training to also coaching is crazy because you have to break things down more. You have to look at things from every angle. And it's really just improved my game more than anything, like my game. And then just my commitment to the gym. I want to see everybody grow. I want, I want everyone in my class to be leveling up, improving. I want to see them compete, do well. And I just I love seeing like the work that everyone puts in paying off down the road. And I just love that. 
It really, it really, it's sad, it's really a lot of satisfaction for me seeing others do well as well. I think anyone that's seen you either coach or have taken your class or just kind of like has experienced an interaction with you is you would never guess. That's why it's kind of so mind blowing to me your your experience in the past, but actually kind of not so shocking from how you interact with everyone because like even in your interview you're like, dude, I just want to spread joy like and make people feel good like be like, dude, no matter what you're going through like exactly, and that's why I thought it's a great opportunity for you to kind of share that message and like. There's people listening, man, that's going through some shit. And even if it's not to the extent of what you're facing, but in their own mind, it doesn't matter if, if your perception of it's like the worst prison in the world. That's what it is, right? So like yeah. kind of take – you know, I'd like to take a second for you to be like, what would you say? Like so for example, if I'm that person, right? I'm having that adversity. What would you say to me? Like how do I deal with it, man? Like, how did you do it? Exactly, man. That's the thing. Like everyone's – Everyone's situation's different, and you can't compare your situation to someone else's, which was what I was doing for a long time, trying to compare myself to others, and that's a horrible way to look at things. Everyone's going through their own struggles, everyone's got their own problems, and that's how you have to look at it. And your problem, just because it's different than mine, could be affecting you just as badly as mine is affecting me. So what I'd say is, uh, one is just start training. Working out and exercising is the biggest thing that helps me. Like I stopped playing football after I tore my ACL, and I stopped doing anything athletic. I just got lazy and unmotivated. And once I started coming to the gym, that drive to want to be better, want to improve myself started to come back. Just working out, being around other people who want to improve just made me want to improve myself. I'd be around Alex Tyler, who's now in Thailand, about to fight tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Alex, woo, woo. Woo. And yeah, just being around him, someone like that, who the drive to be, a, to be a professional, to go to Thailand, did all these goals made me want to improve myself. So I'd just say start training. Find something that you love. It doesn't have to be martial arts. Find anything you love. It could be painting. Bob Ross, you could love painting. <laughs> Paint some happy trees, you know? If that's what makes you happy, find whatever makes you happy and just dive head first into it. And then just try to keep that positive mindset. Be grateful for what you do have instead of looking at what you don't have in the negatives. And that's what's helped me a lot. Just like, hey, I wake up. I've got a bed to sleep on. I've got people who love me. I've got a gym who cares about me who cares about what happens to me. I've got this family that loves me and all these cool things. So instead of like, hey, all this stuff bad that's happened to me in my past, I try to look at the positive. And that's what I'd recommend for anyone else. Bro, that is some knowledge that you just <laughs> dropped, man. I hope you guys heard that and really like let that soak in for a second because that that's honestly how I kind of even want to leave it just at that. Like that's, I think, the perfect way to end it. Um, again, guys, I highly implore you to not just check out Phil on social media, but like, Again, if you get the opportunity to work with him, also something that we're looking and exploring at is bringing you on board with Life of a Fighter is our like virtual coaching. So via kudos or whatever program we're going to work with, Definitely. I highly recommend, you know, message us, message Phil, get working with him because, dude, I'm motivated to fucking just run through a wall right now <laughs> listening to it. And I, I appreciate I, it. I like, that's what I like working with you and, and training with you and all the things that, because it's motivational to me, man. It's not just like a, a one way street talking about from a coach from that perspective, it's like a, a dual benefit, mutually beneficial. So right. I really appreciate just all the awesomeness that you bring here to the gym and to my life and to everything that kind of bleeds out from that. So, uh, yeah, Phil, thanks, man. Thanks for taking the time too. Cause guys, just so you know, we just finished up sparring and we had a, a real good, when I say real good, like a solid sparring session. Now I won't go into the science behind it. There's very calculated scientific methods about how we went into it, but it was a tough session. I it was would a good say. session. Definitely. So, um, yeah, Phil, thanks for taking the time, dude, because you could be you. home chilling and refueling right now. But so. I'm here with you, man. Thank you yeah. very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, just like, that's my message, man. Just be grateful for what you got and just keep going, man. Life gets better. It always gets better. You just got to wake up and find out. Fuck yeah, Phil. We're going to leave it on that. Yeah, Boom. fighters.
So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.